place today. We have you know, an awesome group of people, projects, working on you know different things within the space and also at completely different points in their Web3 journey. So it's going to be really interesting to you know, pick their brains and get their perspective on really the tough obstacles that they're dealing with. And that's really going to be the theme of the entire space today. So just as an intro on myself, um, my name's Kelly, stay salty in Twitter. Uh, I lead the Fateful Youth effort. And that effort is right now a portrait photography avatar project. But what it really proves out and is the proof of concept for is a model for launching physically designed fashion in the metaverse as a wearable with digitally native utility. So one of the first, or I think the first effort to do that for fashion, physical fashion designers. Um, and our goal is to be able to do that at no cost to the designer and do so in a scalable way. So we're very much focused on the physical, the digital going kind of a, against the against the flow uh, in the industry right now. And, you know, it's been an incredible experience thus far. And that physical to digital transition is what's going to be the topic of this space. And then a series that's going to start next week that specifically focuses on the issues that we identify today. So we've assembled a group of eight people in the space. Um, some of them own their own businesses and are physical fashion designers, independent indie physical fashion designers. Other, we have a couple projects um, and then also have uh, some early, early entrance into or new entrance into the space. So fresh perspective, because I know you've been if you've been here for over a month. Uh, it seems like a year and you can get completely disillusioned on, you know, what, what problems you're actually solving. So it's great to have some fresh perspectives so that we're actually addressing the real issues. Right. Um, and that's what we're going to be discussing. So this space is to set the structure for the entire space series. So it will make each really purpose based and we'll bring in ex experts and kind of specialists in their field in each one of those kind of pain point areas and really make it you know beneficial for not only people or designers working in the physical to or physical to digital realm but since those problems won't be exclusive to those you know players the greater space will be valuable and we'll actually be able to enable projects to direct their efforts more um, you know thoughtfully and focused on you know really addressing problems and driving change in the industry instead of just, you know, creating things to solve or creating products to solve, to create solutions, um, which is kind of an issue right now, I feel in the industry, not in the fashion world, but, you know, solving problems that aren't really problems. And over, you know, the course of the year, the projects that really stand out are going to be the ones that are driving progress in the industry by solving the difficult problems, which everyone here is, you know, I know is, is here to do. So that is really what we are going to be discussing. So I um, wanted to first, before we do a round of introductions, also just clarify what we mean when we're saying physical to So we're not talking about the entire interface between physical to digital. Obviously, there's, you know, a, a large portion of the industry that's pulling digitally designed fashion or goods into the physical. And that's the term or there's so many 
different ways um, and terminology. The taxonomy hasn't really been ironed out yet, but when we think of digital, really it's digital objects or digitally designed items, specifically fashion that can be pulled into the physical world. So what we're actually going to be focusing on for the purposes of this space and the space series is going the opposite direction. So what problems are individuals facing and what problems are you know, businesses facing and the industry at large facing in creating digital twins of physically designed items. And that's really the key you know, differentiator is physically designed. Um, that means it's well within the wheelhouse of, of this discussion. So that's kind of the, the niche area that we're focused on there because I think that that nuance gets overlooked a lot. Um, and it's pretty significant when there's such a large portion of the population that has not only no idea about this whole space, but then also no idea about the tools that they need to use. And that doesn't mean we, we don't need to train them and focus heavily on, you know, teaching people how to design digitally. Um, but it, it does mean, you know, to advance this industry faster at the pace that, you know, it can go and it should go we should be addressing the issues of really moving. How can we leverage technology that we have today to, to get them onboarded faster? Um, and so with that, I just want to go over a rough agenda and then we'll go around for introductions. So we're, we're, we're going to do a round of introductions with, it's a little bit heavier on the introduction side. So, you know, I'd really like each of the panelists here to give a, a pretty decent description of like their background and where they came from because just your stories are really helpful in not only driving this discussion and bringing relevance to it but also in you know kind of planting the seeds when we're asking questions and thinking of you know responses to things that you say having an idea of kind of where you come from is is very very helpful so if you could include when you started in web3 and what was the biggest, I guess, how to say this, um, what enabled your learning um, most significantly? How did you go about learning about the space? And the longer you've been in the space, you know, the more creative and, you know, the more exhausting it was to, to learn. So want to hear your, your stories about your journey thus far. Um, so, yeah, I guess with that, we'll start with NFG. Awesome. Thanks for that awesome introduction. I'm super excited for today's discussion. Glad to see that we have a number of people in the audience. Hello, everyone. Um, I am NF Shi. Um, I actually studied fashion design at Cornell University and then have been working in the fashion industry since. Um, when I was studying at Cornell, my focus was design. So I was doing a lot of runway shows, editorial photo shoots, and all of that fun stuff. And then I left school, um, worked at some designer labels, and then pivoted into the buying division for Dorf Goodman, which is a retail luxury store in New York City. Um, from there, I actually, you know, fell down the rabbit hole, which I'm sure all of you guys seem to have fallen down, of Web3, um, which has 
you know, really opened my eyes. Um, and, and I've been so impressed by the space and all the technology and just the opportunities it creates for design, for the fashion industry, for artists, um, you know, all of the incredible doors it opens um, with regards to royalties. But my focus, just like um, Faithful Youth was talking about, is really on that digital and physical. Um, and I, you know, I'm excited to talk about that with, with all of you today because to me that is first of all the best way to onboard people into the space it's something that they um, understand you know consumer goods um, and just integrating this new type of technology to retrain habits and challenge the current practices and standards in terms of manufacturing and consumption is really my focus um, I have more recently you know just just gone full-time web3 building out NFC. Um, because I've been so excited by this space and I am rolling out a project very soon and um, probably in the next two weeks. And my focus is exactly that, um, the digital the digital with the physical as well as that in real life experience. So NFG is building out to become a lifestyle brand that um, provides products and experiences through my NFTs. And I'm very excited to share a little bit about that with you guys today and discuss, you know, some of my experiences that I've had thus far, as well as some of my plans um, and all the exciting things that I think this space presents to designers and consumers. Um, and I also really just want to encourage um, people to be onboarded into the space in a way that is familiar. And, and to me, consumer goods is exactly that. So um, appreciate this space. Excited, excited to be here with all of you incredible panelists. Excited to hear about what you guys are all doing um and lovely to meet everyone in the audience um also if you you know want to connect my dms are always open happy to chat um always happy to chat art or fashion so um really looking forward to the discussion today thank you so much thank you and for everyone who doesn't know nfc you should because she's absolutely incredible i've been you know, connected since January and it was awesome to see her go full-time web three just recently. So yeah, it's incredible seeing that kind of full journey of realization that you can make this a full-time career and that those opportunities and really with nothing nailed down that you will be fine and that you will be able to, you know, make it and watch those concerns kind of dissipate. It's, it's really awesome to see an, an incredible journey that she's had in a really short amount of time so that's just a testament to you know her motivation and and you know ingenuity in the space uh, i'm just going to go around in order that i can see you on the screen here so and I'm, i apologize i don't know who's behind the mic by name um Jezex, but you're you're next um hey. and for one more thing sorry for folks that are requesting um lucy had been scheduled and i see her in the the crowd um and the fashion DAO isn't here. So I'll accept if she doesn't request here in a few minutes, I'll allow whoever requested to come up. I uh, just want to give the folks that we, we said would have a chance, um, a, a proper chance first. So yeah, go ahead. Hey, Kelly, this is Nix from DressX. Um, so happy to be here with all of you guys. Um, I'm so glad we're having this conversation today. Uh, so physical to digital, DressX actually started about two years ago, um, digitizing 
physical clothing for large brands. And, you know, we kind of saw this need with um, social media, the metaverse, uh, things going more and more virtual. There's a need for virtual digital clothing. So um, we had planned on going the NFT route, but when we started, it was just a little bit early. It hadn't really boomed yet. Um, so we started with our kind of e-commerce e site where you can go um, buy digital clothing and have it dressed on your own photos of yourself. And um, since then, we've come a long way. Uh, we've developed a ton of relationships in the space and with um, a lot of like large high-end brands. Um, but we've just opened our NFT marketplace. And what's really important to us is that everything on the marketplace is very curated. Everything has wearable utility. So every NFT you buy on the site, you will be able to wear, whether it's in AR, it's in DCL, or it's on your social media, you will be able to wear it somehow. So, um, you know, we, we love this conversation. And the other side of it is that questions I get a lot when I have spaces are from designers that, you know, they, they're IRL designers and they're not sure yet how to make that leap and get into the digital space. So it's really exciting when I hear you talk about um, Kelly, like kind of scaling this. So, so that designers are able to get into the space sooner, faster. I think this is going to be a really a big wave in the next few years of um, education for uh, IRL designers, and I'm really excited for that. And, um, you know, when I got in the NFT space, it was, it, I think the some of the first thoughts were like, oh my gosh, like this, you can sell things that are only digital. Like how much does that cut down on, you know, as an art, as a personal, my personal thoughts as an artist is like, oh my God, you don't like have to buy materials or equipment anymore. You just like have your computer and that's like your biggest, your biggest um, investment. And then you just sell digitally. But I think it's super important. I myself do uh, digital NFTs that come with a physical jewelry piece. And um, I think it's very important too, because as you know, we all still want physical clothing and, but the cool part about it is that NFT that's going to come with it is it's like a proof of ownership. You know, you're going to be able to pass that down to your children and, you know, create a legacy. If you're really into collecting fashion, like this is your proof. And that's something that's not going to de degrade over time or, you know, get ruined somehow or lost or, or whatever you want to, whatever can happen to digital physical items. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks everyone for being here. I just want to say too, so we're, we're doing this Fashion Fridays. This is the third one. And um, if you, anyone in the audience, if you want to be involved, if you want to be interviewed for Fashion Friday, if you want to speak on a panel, um, please sign up. I have just posted the sign up form in the DressX Discord. So you can go to the profile right here on Twitter and get in the Discord. And you'll find that form. You can also, my personal account is here too. I'm Nix, N-I-X. Um, and uh, you can also go to that and go to my link tree. I post it everywhere I can. So anyone that wants to be involved, um, please let me know, DM or sign the form. And um, yeah, woo, Fashion Friday is happy to be here and excited to hear from everyone else. Thanks, guys.
Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's what tripped me up. I saw Nick's in the crowd. And so I was like, is this someone else? But I do this. I do the same thing. I add from my personal as well, which I'm about to do. <laughs> I should have, yeah. I should have, I should have known. <laughs> it's uh, so funny. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, um, Lucy, do you, do you want to go next? Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Cool. Uh, okay, I am Lucy. I am based in Los Angeles, and my background is in uh, celebrity styling and also uh, making stuff for Bergdorf. So I probably ran into NFC's, probably seen some of my work. But um, no, I'm really excited to be in this space because I'm, I'm a little flustered right now. I'm getting ready to go to VCon, and uh, it's really exciting because. Um, since you brought up physical digital, I'm announcing my new project with Gary V. And so I'm all, you know, excited and running around and trying to calm down because I'm really nervous. But um, it is a physical to digital project and uh, it's a celebrity endorsement. And I'm the lead artist. And um, yeah, I think that's all I really have to say. I'm a, I'm a little flustered right now just because I'm running around like crazy trying to get everything together I would be flustered too (laughs) enough said oh my god okay so she's gonna make it we're all gonna it's all gonna be fine guys okay cool yeah I'm like uh trying to calm down here I'm probably that's incredible congratulations Um, yeah congratulations that's amazing so cool and I want to hear everything about it I don't know how much you can say but (laughs) uh yeah I would love to be in another space uh, after the announcement so I have more time to you know calm down and you know not be so freaking excited and going crazy but um yeah, uh, it'd be good to have another opportunity to speak about it. And uh, also, I have a new collection that's going live today of motorcycle jackets. So if you're yeah, into that, I saw your it stuff. Out. It's incredible. Oh, that's so nice. Thanks, man. As a as a as a writer, I was like, dang, these are so sick. That's such a that's such a smart uh, market to to target with with something like this. So yeah, excited. We get, we'll definitely have you, or we we need you on um one of our our future. Or spaces in the series because that will be after we talk about all the problems and how to solve them you can just like come in with all right this is what this is what the solution looks like yeah it's pretty exciting and there's definitely a learning curve and I um I definitely have a lot of insight just of how I've been able to do it because this project's been going on for about five months now and it's just coming out so it's been a lot of behind the scenes and building and processes so uh yeah i would love to share some of my insight with you guys and thanks for having me here this is awesome i'm i'm so excited i'm so ready to go and i i'm i'm my my nervous energy is crazy but uh uh thanks you guys you guys are awesome no i I, I love it the energy is incredible i just posted the link to that leather jacket up at the top for anyone who hasn't seen these oh my god (laughs) Oh, you guys are so nice oh man thanks thanks man yeah I was almost gonna actually put it on the flyer but then I, I it was kind of last minute and I I didn't I wasn't gonna do it without your like obviously consent and then it I was like oh she's not gonna respond like this late at night but I was like <laughs> I need to put this on the flyer yeah I haven't slept I haven't slept in like two days <laughs> I've, yeah, I'm right so there I, I you're just running okay. on pure adrenaline <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Awesome. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah. Take care. Have a great weekend. Um, Daniela, do you want to go?
Sure. Hey, guys. Thank you guys so much uh, for having me as a speaker here. This is very exciting for me. And uh, excuse my voice. I've been out of town for a few days. But um, yeah, I'm super excited to be here and to be in this space and just dive in. I um, am in the process of building a women's golf apparel brand. So my focus is on bringing kind of like athleisure fits and urban styles to the golf course. Um, I've been golfing for 15 years. I'm a casual golfer, but I love to play and for the social aspect of it. Um, and also just, you know, to go out by myself because people will leave me alone too. It's, it's a, it's a great thing um, mentally and exercise and, you know, to explore the fashion world a little bit that way as well. So I'm building this brand, hoping to launch in November um, my background is I've been in actually the auction world, believe it or not, for nine years before this, um, selling vintage watches. That was my specialty. So I've been in the, the luxury market, if you will, for a while. Um, I would see the, the good side of it, the bad side of it, um, how, how the luxury market is kind of diving into this Web3 space as well. My kind of integration into that at my last job, which I just left in December, um, and how they were some, some, it was hard to, uh, to get people to onboard and, you know, I see some reasons why, but I think as a whole, um, you know, we're just moving that way. And I'm hoping with my brand, uh, while I'm going to plan on launching um, my, you know, my physical, my physical stuff in November, I'm hoping to have a platform somehow integrated in the web three space, um, for my brand by then as well. So I can double, double it, you know, while, while I'm going in for the physical clothing, but also the digital world. I am very new to the space. Um, I've been uh, investing in crypto for about two years, but you know, the NFT side of things and uh, discord and even like being more active on Twitter really just started a couple months ago. Um, I bought my first NFT the other day and um like that was really difficult, I found. So I have a, you know, a lot of interesting kind of uh, points of entry questions, I think, as a, as a newbie, if you will, um, from the consumer side, but also like, how do I build my brand in a way that's that's going to hit, hit all the people that know about Web3, um, but also who don't, like myself, frankly. So uh, that's a little bit about me. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you again, Kelly, for asking to be on this panel. And um, I'm excited to speak to you guys more. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. And super excited that that you're here and definitely need, need your perspective and excited to hear it. Um, I'm going to move through just to uh, Mutani and then James afterward for in the interest of time uh, they were the folks that we had listed on um, or that we had you know scheduled to to speak here so we're going to have two more intros and then we'll transition to um, kind of some guided questions and guided conversation about uh, you know these issues um, so Mutani do you want to go? Hey uh, so this is Shaylee um, I'm CEO of Mutiny um, Nice to be here, seeing lots of hot faces in the audience, lots of familiar beauties down there, blowing you air kisses. Um, so I, uh, I studied at the Antwerp Fashion Department, which is, uh, yeah, since the 80s, one of the top schools in fashion and renowned for like avant-garde, highly artistic, creative uh, entities. 
So I had this really intense education, popped out the other end, and I went into the industry and worked for um, the avant-garde house Manish Aurora um, for some time. And then I started my, uh, I want to say, Web3 journey around late 2019, early 2020. I mean, before that, I was experimenting in digital just alongside my traditional fashion uh, work. But uh, at that moment, I was uh, asked to produce a fashion showcase for Digital Village, which is kind of on the brink of launching right now. Uh, so I spent, you know, the better part of, uh, I guess, uh, a good half year building with a with a group of um, digital creatives um, to execute this pretty wild uh, digital fashion show. And during that period, that's when I really took the deep dive into the blockchain, NFTs, decentralization, and realized like the incredible capacity it has for not over, not only like fueling creative prowess, but also, you know, financially supporting um, that 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 art artistry. So that's when I founded Mutiny, which is uh, I guess a digital fashion network that I've put together where we work with traditional fashion designers, we curate them, um, bring them into the digital space, we develop all their digital asset production for them and channel those into the virtual worlds, game spaces, blockchain marketplaces. So I kind of like to think of us as like a record label where you can go and find all the most uh, wildest, wackiest uh, shit in the metaverse. <laughs> At the moment, uh, we're working on a huge project with six designers, all Antwerp fashion department alumni. Everything's really hectic. I'm pulling my hair out, but uh, we're hitting the render farm every day uh, over the course of a month and everything's looking beautiful. So I'm very excited um, to share that with you. Uh, keep your eyes out in early August for the launch. Awesome. Thank you. And it's really funny that your the like font that your name is spelled in uh, your, your Twitter handle is like made me pronounce mutiny wrong. <laughs> I mean, for some reason, everyone <laughs> everyone smells, spells it that way. But at the end of the day, I am Australian. So just go for like the crassest version. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, so I don't, you know, we've never had the, a proper chance to have a conversation, but super interested, looked, you know, checked you guys out and your site and everything. Super cryptic. I loved it. And I love the mission that you guys are uh working towards and you know you're you're kind of light years ahead of you know the space in terms of really providing a full service to physical fashion designers and you know it's really interesting and I'd love to pick your brain sometime so I'm um, glad glad you're here and really interested to get your perspective uh, last but not least here James from Clubhouse Archives Hey, Kelly. Hey, uh, everyone. I appreciate, um, first off, the, the opportunity to speak today and, and to be a part of the panels, uh, amazing individuals in, on the panel. Uh, I myself have been in apparel now um, for 22 years, designing, developing, producing um, collection wear for men's and women's primarily. Um, got into the industry really as an entrepreneur um, 22 years ago. Got a BS in, in biochem, so it has nothing to do with um, with fashion and apparel, but um, I was trained by a developer over at uh, J. Crew for probably about six or seven years. Um, spent 15 years traveling back and forth, 
um, from the U.S. to China, India, Cambodia, uh, and Italy, um, running really development um, of samples. And inevitably, I would I became the guy that would create the, the design, make the tech pack, develop the samples. I'd come back and sell those in the booth with the salesman because I was, quote, unquote, the product guy, um, and then would go back for QC. So that's who I was for the past 22 years. Um, and I got into cryptocurrency probably uh, at the end of 2019, just before COVID had hit in 2020, um, you know, investing in, in the actual currencies themselves, Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, and some others. So I was pretty fortunate to, to kind of be early on that. And that forayed into last February when I got into NFTs, because one of my old business partners in my original brand that I'd started 22 years ago, um, was a successful NFT artist and still, you know, a very good friend of mine, um, current partner as well in, in the business that we created. But he was selling um, digital art and I was trying to figure out, you know, all right, what's this next thing that he's doing? So when I was discussing with him and he explained what he was doing, I was immediately intrigued. And the first question I asked him back then was, can this be done in apparel? And his answer to me, I still remember <laughs> vividly, He's like, well, this is really more of an art base and there are some people that are dabbling in it, but there's not really not much going on. And he said, what did you have in mind? And, and I said, well, I really want to bridge um, the digital and physical. Uh, I think there's an opportunity there. So, you know, over the next six months, I started developing a business plan. And when I truly, truly understood what an NFT was, I felt really awkward because I felt like I, I had discovered something that, that not a whole lot of people in our industry anyway was understanding um, so it was kind of that moment that a pioneer feels when they when they look out and, and see the opportunity. Um, but I was also kind of curious as to why everyone wasn't talking about this uh, after I had figured out um, what the technology was capable of. So from there, I developed the business model for Clubhouse Archives. It's, it's really going to uh, bridge the physical and digital and in a really interesting way, a little more in the opposite of what the conversation is going to be. But we are going from physical samples anyway, into, into digital goods, back into physical, um, a little bit more of a focus on the consumer. However, we are working with a number of designers in web two, um, in terms of collaborations to a help them safely got into the space, right. Um, in an educated way that will, um, hopefully allow them not to misstep, um, because we've seen a lot of the big brands come in and, and, and have some missteps along the way. Um, and I'm hoping to, uh, help some of the brands that exist today avoid some of those pitfalls, as well as the consumer um, that's interested in in um, both digital and physical. So I think we're all on the same. Um, we all have the same goals here, which I find incredibly amazing. Um, I know Danielle is doing some golf things, so we're definitely going to have a a connect there, I'm sure, um, because that's how we're primarily focused out of the gates. However, um, we plan to be much broader than that. But once again, just appreciate being part of the conversation in any way that I can contribute. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so once again, thank you. And look, uh, you know, let's, let's kind of kick this off. Awesome. Thank you so much, James. And, you know, you brought, you bring up a good point, especially as it relates to, you know, what you're doing specifically and why I think it's so valuable to have you part of this discussion, because while you're, you know, your product technically is going to be you know, taking these, it's a marketplace and it's a lot more than that, but this, you know, buying these goods online, you can get the physical um, and enabling that aspect of 
this e-commerce, this or kind of new de-commerce uh, industry. In this case, you know, we have projects and DAOs in this discussion, and then we have the actual designers. So two completely kind of different ends. You know, some are dealing with the problems and we're there to enable them to be successful in the space moving forward and drive the space forward by solving those issues. And you are key and, you know, what you're doing is a key part of that enablement. Um, sitting on the other side, on the digital side, with a forum, you know, not only that can be leveraged potentially for marketing, um, but also as a way of distribution and reaching users. And, you know, that's not fully defined yet in, for that use case, but it's going to be connections like that and integrations that projects do at that level that's going to enable the entire kind of value chain for, for these designers. So definitely think that it's a key aspect here. Um, one last person, um, Nico from the Fashion DAO just popped up. Uh, you know, this DAO is just getting started in very early stages, but, you know, really fresh and interesting perspective and important um, to have as part of this conversation. So welcome, Nico. Give you a few um, minutes here to, to introduce yourself and, and glad you can make it. Hi, everyone. Hi, Kelly. And thank you so much for having me. Um, sorry, I was doing the orientation for the fashion now, so it was an overlap. And hopefully I will reschedule that for the following weeks. Um, but yeah, a little bit about me. Most of you might have um, heard me in the spaces talking about uh, fashion web three. Um, I'm Nico Farah, and uh, my business is more focused on the metaverse, but this uh, fashion now is a separate uh, community of uh, fashion enthusiasts and experts um, that are looking to use Web3 technologies to hopefully solve for a lot of challenges uh, in the fashion industry and make the industry better uh, for all. And that means with democratization, um, that means with um, all of our values around sustainability, inclusivity, and so on. And a lot of um, you guys are already part of it. So that's very exciting. Um, and yeah, sorry, I wasn't following the conversation. I just joined. So um, if you can just update me quickly on the topic, that would be great. Yep. No, that's actually perfect timing because we were just going to transition to the actual discussion. Um, we've just been doing really uh, serial introductions and getting to know a little bit more about the backgrounds of all the individuals um, and projects if they represent one um, that are going to be part of this discussion and now we're transitioning to actually you know answering some of these questions and, and hosting more of an open discussion so we're really focusing here first off and for people just joining um, this space is kind of setting the stage for what will be a completely different series that's going to splinter off also work with raw dow um, in leveraging you know members for expertise but it's going to be held on Thursdays starting next week. And the discussion here today is going to form the structure of the topics that we're going to cover in those spaces so that they're very, you know, targeted and productive conversations for, you know, folks that may not directly relate to the physical to digital kind of transition, but those lessons are going to be useful for a lot of different people in this industry. So having a focused, you know, objective and focused audience, but also, you know, much more broader impact. So I have a couple questions or a number of questions here today 
Uh, we don't have to get to all of them. I'd much rather, you know, have this be a flexible kind of, you know, conversation where you guys are really bringing to the table your um, unique experiences to shed some light on on what are the real issues, what are the root of those issues, um, and, you know, what, and we'll get to this in the actual discussions, but, you know, ones that we can do something to potentially even partially solve. So there's obviously issues in the industry that are, fall out of our purview and we can't change tech. We're not going to fundamentally change technology. And so for those instances, it's still useful to identify them because we can have conversations centered around, okay, how do we navigate this now? How do we position ourselves to be successful on the back end? Um, and so all, um, all points, I guess, are valid. Um, so I, I think the most interesting place to start, because everyone on this panel is at such different stages of you know, their journey in Web3 and their personal journey in launching their project or collection, I think it'd be really interesting to hear, you know, from from each, what is the largest obstacle that you're facing in reaching your next objective? So for, you know, for Faithful Youth, that falls, you know, solidly in the hands of marketing and, you know, dealing with the, the issues that fragmentation in the industry and just the whole it's, you know, it's like working in a remote world, but there's, it's moving a million miles an hour and you don't, you're not like forced to talk to everyone. You have to like go out and find them. Um, and so kind of navigating that and finding the right collabs and talking to the right people like we're doing today, you know, that's just started recently, but, and so I'd consider us working towards a solution to that, but um, definitely one of the biggest things that we face and also doing so with, you know, limited manpower, limited budget. Um, and then also marketing, obviously this is going to affect people at every stage, but in a world where people are, you know, more inclined to spend money on known rugs and things that are memes. And we're just in a, in a time where it's awesome because really authentic people are here grinding for, you know, the sake of what they love and not money necessarily, not a quick buck. They're, they know they're going to have to put in hard work. Everyone here on this panel knows just how hard they have to work to potentially have enough to survive. So the big money isn't here yet, um, which is the best place to play for actual innovation and to deal with truly authentic people. Um, but it is hard getting your name out there. And even when you do, it doesn't necessarily mean success. So um, I think that that's would be our one of our biggest obstacles and I won't elaborate much more on that um, at this moment, but would love to hear from, from some others on the unique obstacles that they're facing in, in reaching their next goal. And you guys don't have to raise your hands at all. If no one's like talking, <laughs> just feel free to yeah. <laughs> shout out. I, you know, I, I think it's interesting. Um, I have a, an interesting perspective on on Web3 um, as a whole as it relates to business um, and obstacles and whatnot. And many have heard me kind of give this opinion. I, I, I think Web3 is just an extension of, of what we do in Web2 um, in meaning how we conduct business. I, I don't think people should set businesses up from a structural standpoint um, much differently. 
Um, I think we face the same obstacles in, in Web3 that we do in Web2. If you are setting this up like an actual business, um, you know you know what I mean um, in reference to that. Um, there are, are many things um, from a design um, and development perspective. I mean, I'm going to Italy in, in 11 days for development of samples that um, I'm going to show IRL to showcase kind of what we're doing. So I'm, I'm, I still have to do all of the things that I was doing before. Um, but I will say from a, from a, from a software perspective, there's been some, some new, new things, right? We all had to learn how to use discord. Um, I'm now using Clo 3d, whereas in the past it was typically illustrator um, and Photoshop. Um, so that was, there was a learning curve there that, that, really um took me a minute and and that's to be honest with you i got into this last february one of the biggest reasons why it took me so long to get to this point was learning that program and understanding um its importance in the role of of creating digital you know apparel for us anyway um so so i would say software um really process you know if you haven't bought and sold an nft and you're in this space and plan to sell them to others i, I would suggest doing so um, because there is a learning curve in that. And if you don't understand that process yourself, um, it will be difficult for you to host a marketplace or, or to um, onboard new individuals there if you don't know and understand the education process there. Um, you know, and then just, you know, spaces, uh, spaces, Twitter, the, the social media change, right? We were all on Instagram before this. I'm sure there were some people that were on Twitter, uh, but a lot of us were on Instagram um, showcasing fashion um, because that's how you did it. You know, I, I grew a really large following and um, with my last brand on that and it took a long time and there was a lot of work. So stepping away from that and selling my equity off to do this um, was also kind of a challenge because it was a new frontier for me. So those are just some of my experiences and challenges thus far. And I'm sure everyone has some some different takes on that. So looking forward to hearing that. Yeah, that's those are all awesome points. And and it's interesting to hear your, your software timeline. So you said last February, so not like 2021. Yeah. A lot, lot, not this, not this February. I got an NFTs last February okay. um, and developed the business model over a series of months and had to learn. Um, I really had to learn Clo um, before I could kind of tackle making di any, any kind of a digital good um, for what we wanted to represent. Awesome. And did you just take online courses for that? Or how, how did you go about learning? Same way I learned Photoshop and Illustrator. I, <laughs> I literally went on the internet and looked at all the videos. And um, I, 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 I should admit, one of my partners is a, a 3D modeler over at Nike. He was formerly at KIF. And um, he's been teaching me a lot. And he actually taught classes at um, uh, Parsons, I believe, um, part-time. So um, I did have a good teacher. But most of it, really, before he came on, was me on the internet um and clo has if you if you have clo you know that they've got a really incredible video set for beginners intermediate and advanced um that walks you through virtually every aspect of their of their software so i it, those were very helpful awesome awesome thank you um lucas did you have something you want to say and i don't uh, think we've yeah. had the chance to meet so nice to meet you hi hi i'm lucas i'm speaking on behalf of UMIT. um yeah, I have a question. Uh, we're talking about industry barriers, and you said about how the big money's not here, right? Uh, what are your experiences, and what are, what are your perspectives on now the bear market that has begun? I don't know if you guys already talked about it, so I kind of joined later. Uh, it, it, 
will it affect you? Did it affect you anyways right now already? And regarding the big money, the big money right now is flowing away from crypto, right? And 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 Web3 in general, at least for some time, the upcoming recession, whatever. Also, of course, no one can predict that, right? But um, so how do you how do you think uh, will you will how will we deal without the big money incoming for quite some time, you know? Yeah, that, that? that's a fantastic question. And it's obviously a huge barrier um, to, to growth moving forward. There are a lot of hands that went up. Um, I think that just my personal experience, and obviously there are big brands that have stepped in and like, you know, they're not necessarily directly playing in the physical to digital. They're just going, you know, full digital, Boson protocol, what they're doing in e-commerce. But you know, this group of people and the kind of indie fashion designers and kind of the grassroots element here, you know, we're not well funded. We're not really dealing with that much money right now. Um, and so there's not much money to flow out, obviously the demand side, but, you know, fashion presents a unique situation where there's the metaverse isn't going away and it's not getting any smaller either. And fashion in the metaverse has digitally native utility. Meaning you don't have to give it community. You don't have to, it's useful. And no one can say it's not useful. And you can't say that about art. You can say it about music and they're dealing with their own issues. Um, and fashion is, we've got our issues, but when those issues get figured out, honestly, it will be minimally impacted. I, I'm i betting by you know any market turn down. One, because it's not like we're like relying on much right now. And two, because we are providing something that everyone needs and wants and very few are actually doing it in the space so far. So I will, um, you know, let's go, um, Francine, you haven't spoken yet today. So I see your hand up. Yeah. Hi, I, um, am the CEO and founder of Meta Golden, which, um, we started doing jewelry, gold jewelry, just as a way to onboard women into the space a couple of years ago before anyone was really doing anything, um, we've had collaborations with Fred Siegel and Moda Operandi. We, um, we've done wearables in Decentraland. We work with multiple artists. We work now with, um, <clears throat> fashion brands as well. And I agree with you. I don't think that big money is going away from it at all. I just did a post today about how, um, Tag Heuer and so LVMH, Frederick, um, Arno, who's Bernard's son and runs Tag Heuer is accepting crypto. Gucci just has started accepting crypto. Off White accepts crypto. I, I I don't I think that in 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 the short term people are nervous about investing, but really even smart people or people in the space are actually scooping more up. Um, but long term, I agree the metaverse is here to stay. Blockchain technology is legitimate and transformative and will continue to push the space forward, particularly fashion. I think fashion is gonna be the next sector to grow this year i've watched other you know we watched art and we watched um generative collections and those things kind of are taking a natural turn and evolving um and the space is legitimizing so i i've seen a lot of of kind of different transitions um in the past couple of years but i think fashion this is fashion's moment and i and i see a lot of people taking funding funding right now i don't know if any of you follow things like Aura or um, 
Ariani. I mean, they got 21 million last week. Um, there's, there's massive money flowing into the fashion, digital fashion space via blockchain technology. So I don't think that's a legitimate concern um, at this very moment. Um, but I think just in terms of your question of what the challenges has been, my challenge has been um, just because it seems like as soon as you master something, it changes and, and it's constantly evolving. The industry is evolving and things become obsolete so quickly and you have to stay on the tech. And if you're not in the space listening on these, you know, chat rooms and, um, you know, reading your, your news and information on all the wires, it's just information just becomes so outdated so quickly and the, and the um, industry is turning so fast and it's just keeping up with that, that I find challenging, especially with a smallish team. Um, but, and then also the crypto thing, like we definitely suffered from crypto. We sold a collection out of 862 NFTs in January, uh, collaboration with Ashley Longshore and, um, the next day crypto dropped 40% and I didn't have the knowledge or the foresight to convert it immediately. Now there, I know there are apps like circle and other things where you can just convert to dollars immediately, but we lost 40% of our value from that drop instantly. So those kinds of things have been challenging for me. I just kind of keeping up with the space, but I'll turn it over to the next person raising their hand. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that's a really good point you bring up um, about the, the crypt, general crypto knowledge. And it kind of falls into one of the, the categories. It's like that knowledge is here. Um, it's just about, you know, providing that level of education. Um, like I give a D, DeFi, I have a DeFi course and it, it could be useful for, for everyone, especially in the space and, you know, how you should say you have a treasury or it's just your person, you sell a line and it's your wallet. You know, what should your percentage what should your cash out strategy be if, if, you know, market is doing certain things. So that it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't have really thought of that. So I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, I don't think we've had, um, Permian has had a chance to speak yet. So do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. Um, so just I'll answer the, I'll add my two pence in about the big money i don't i don't think big money is going anywhere i think you know if you look historically when there's new innovations etc it first starts at the retail level and then when you see institutions allocating money that's a trend that is then typically backed by all the majority all the big institutions i know a couple of investment banks are looking at ethereum we're not looking at they're hiring a shit ton of ethereum developers um, and that just sends a, that just sends a signal to the market so i don't think the big money is going anywhere but then i think it's also good to stop and look at what you what you define as big money i think in the future what will be classed as quote unquote big money is going to come from spaces like this and the reason being you have to be in the spaces to understand crypto, to understand DAOs, to understand nfts in order to know how to meaningfully use them so when you look at some of these NFT projects that are being used by some of the big brands out there, they're nothing more than a marketing tactic. I don't, there's, there's no real utility behind it. There's no real value being added to the people or the holders of those NFTs. But when, I, when I'm in these spaces, in Twitter space, I'm looking at what James is doing and what the fashion that we're doing, there's real genuine value being added to some of these projects. And I think only, only, only us among these spaces really understand the, the level and the lengths and I, 
I, I typically use a DAO as an example. A DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization, right? You look at Nike, you look at LVMH. These are all old school corporate um, listed entities with shareholders globally. There is absolutely no chance they will hand over any decision-making um, decisions to a decentralized autonomous organization that they don't understand because they're typically old school. So I think in the, I think there's going to be different stages of, like I said, quote unquote, big money. And I think the future big money where the, where, when, when we see mass adoption and the people who are going to really understand how people behave is the people that you see up and down these spaces here in terms of answering your initial questions about, about um, challenges faced for me, it's, it's 100% marketing. It's it's marketing to it's. I don't think we're at the mass adoption stage yet. So then it's a, then it, then it's a question of okay. So do you redefine your target market? Do you look at actually marketing people who already understand NFTs? Do you bring on a marketer because in theory, if you can market, you can market any vision to anybody. So to me, for me, it's one hundred percent marketing purely because there's not enough people in this. For me, you know, I'm, I'm toying between this notion of there's not enough people in there's not enough people who understand what NFTs are. And then flipping to the other side of actually, no, well, if you're a marketer, you can market any vision. Yeah, I completely agree um, in every every facet of what you said. The, the big money in the space right now, they're literally just doing exactly what they do and w- with an NFT, right? They're not, they're not adding, because they would have, if they were actually leveraging the NFTs as a technology, it would inherently mean that they're giving up all this data, which is how they make money. And so it breaks their business model just to actually use NFTs properly. Um, and that that fact is something we're going to quickly realize. And you can already see all these NFT collections from big names, big corporates getting insanely, like their floor price has gone down 95%. So I'm actually kind of glad this, this very quick washout happened. Uh, now they're still around and they have endless money, but um, I think, oh, and people are tired of getting rug pulled. There's been a lot of more attention in the fashion space. So really exciting. Um, James, do you want to go next? Yeah, I think it was Francine that, that said something that really struck a chord that I, I completely agree with. The big money is here if you're paying attention and, and they're being very quiet about it. And they're doing that for a very specific reason. Um, they understand the space moves rapidly. Um, and when I say quiet, it's just, it's not something that's blasted for, for us to, kind of ubiquitous ubiquitously see um, but it's there if you're reading if you're reading um, the articles and seeing what's going on um, now it, it, it's going to come in stages like Permian said one of the thing we things we need to realize is without mass adoption it's very difficult to really see what's going on in in any industry right before the internet had mass adoption a lot of what's taking place now took place then right you had big money coming in. Um, you had a lot of projects being very, very loud about things or businesses back then um, being very, very loud about things. And then there was this giant crash. So I think there, there's a lot of um, individuals from that time period that probably learned from that experience. Um, they're probably more apt to build in a down market, in a bear market, Lucas, to answer your question. Um, what takes place now is a lot of building. And if everybody had their heads down and built now, it's probably the smartest thing that they could do. Um, scooping up um, value buys in terms of NFTs is, is something else I think Francine said that is 100% accurate in a down market. Anyone that can look and find value 
um, in things that are out there and projects that are doing exactly what I said, just building um, is probably the smartest thing, but this, there's nothing to be worried about. Um, in the 22 years that I've been doing business, I, you know, I went through the financial housing crisis where retail took probably the most massive hit that it's ever taken um, in terms of businesses closing down and, um, you know, supply chains being affected. And uh, obviously COVID was another massive hit to the supply chain um, sector specifically. So, you know, we've been through down markets as a society and I don't, I don't think we need to really worry about that for NFTs. It's been, I mean, it's the most volatile market out there. So if you've been in this for a few years, like I have, I, this is just kind of, I look at these things and just blink. It's just, it's going to go back up again. And, and that's, this is the growing pains of a young uh, market that's trying to find its way um, and navigate, right. As, as she mentioned, that's changing so rapidly um, that's part of the reason why there's so much volatility. So anyway, that's my two cents on the matter. Yeah, definitely. And and side note, I don't know who else read the um, the A16Z uh, industry report for this quarter, but they did a plot of you know industry adopt or I guess uh, like an adoption analysis based on you know how many users, the money. There are like three different factors and it almost perfectly plotted us in 1994 when compared to the the internet uh, rollout. So, which I was born in 1994. So I don't remember what the internet was like in 1994, but it must've been pretty early because it really came out in my memory. So we're all super early. We're in 1994 internet. Just want to set that stage. Um, the fashion now, you have had your hand up the longest. Thank you, Kelly. Um, yeah, I just wanted to add in regards to mass adoption, I think education is so important. I mean, marketing is important, but I think education can be also a tool for marketing. Um, so that's kind of like what we're trying to do at the Fashion DAO. Um, James and others, we're all coming together to um, basically think about all the topics that every fashion enthusiast or fashion um, brand owner is looking to learn or do better. I was just in the orientation talking to someone who uh, was saying that they're doing amazing things in the physical fashion and they're linking into the blockchain, but they haven't had uh, the chance or opportunity to learn the digital fashion side of things. And they were asking whether we're just focused on one or the other. And I think it's so important to like be um, open to both. Um, and if we want to really improve the fashion industry um, with these technologies, we need to um, include as many uh, different brands and businesses and um, experts in this. And then we all learn from each other. So um, I was actually talking to someone else um, that was looking to join the DAO. And um, they were very much focused on um, the digital side of things. Um, to the point that uh, when they realized that we are very inclusive and we are open to both sides, they decided not to join, um, which is, I, I don't think that's a necessarily good idea because um, I think we can all uh, succeed together and there's so much we can accomplish um, if we share and be open to um, basically just um, 
improve what we already have um, like a lot of times we talk in our spaces about how big brands are stepping into this space uh, but they're looking at web3 more of a marketing ploy um, and that's not necessarily what many of us are here for and so um, you know that's not the best way but i think we should be okay with them doing this in the transition process uh, until uh, we educate them and you know show them the better way we show them that things could be done better for a good reason and um, that's when we can actually expect to have more adoption and in regards to your original question of um, what we're experiencing like in terms of obstacle or next challenge um, I think both um, in the fashion now and in my personal business chief manager's officer we are um, experiencing some growth pain uh, we have so much demand and interest um, but at the same time like this requires a lot of um, management leadership and uh, processes in place and um, that's kind of one thing that I'm trying to find time for to set some processes um, you know as the company grows or as a business or community grows uh, we can't just rely on just um, saying to someone like do this um, or this is the way how it's being done um, so we are putting together um, SOPs and you know uh, event tutorials and um orientation documents and everything like that because it's just not humanly possible to scale um, our time uh, when there are so many demands coming through yeah that's uh, where we are awesome thank you and that the education is you know obviously one going to be the topic of many of our spaces in the series it you can't talk about it too much right it's obviously the number one barrier here and I really want to, in, in future spaces, dig into, because I've personally dealt with this as, as an educator in the space, you know, what kind of content do we need to be producing? Because it has to be different for collectors, for designers, for one-of-one one artists. It has to be based on what chain you're on. And if it's not consistent with exactly what that, like, user, I'll say user of Web3 wants to do, they'll, they won't relate with it and they'll completely pass it over. It doesn't even have any use. And so there's that. And then there's where is it hosted? How is it presented? And, you know, what can we do in the fashion space to come together as a community and present things in a tailored yet consistent way so that we can all leverage the work that each of us is doing so we don't have to recreate the wheel. Future projects, future designers don't have to recreate the wheel in creating these SOPs um, because we are that, you know, setting that standard. And so we'll definitely be having a lot of conversations about, about education and hopefully merging those insights with you know, the conversations you guys are having with your communities on education. Um, Daniela. Hey, yeah, thanks. So, um, so many great points have been mentioned. I'm writing notes like crazy as we listen to this, actually. Um, but one of the a few, a few points I want to make. So one of the biggest challenges that I'm facing, not only is it incredibly difficult to build a fashion brand of your own in the quote real world like you know dealing with manufacturers where do I even find that what the heck is a tech pack like starting from square one but um something that's really important to me um you know for my brand is not just having it 
be a clothing brand, if you will. So I want to build the community. I want to have the community aspect is very important to me. Um, there's a big like women's golfing community out there. We're not really tapped into each other for whatever reason yet. And, um, you know, men's golf is a big thing, but women's golf is, you know, it's still like kind of on the sidelines a little bit and um, not so much the people who are like, Oh, I want to join the LPGA. It's just, it's like people like me who are like, I want to have a drink and go play golf with some cool women or men or whoever. Um, how do I build that community? And do I create an NFT project to coordinate that? Like, for example, do I, I'm finding like when I bought the Faithful Youth, uh, Kelly, you know, that that basically was an entry point to a community, which is wonderful, which is exactly what I wanted, um, you know, to help my grow my my learning curve, but also to just connect with people that are kind of in the same field. Um, in the same respect, do I, how do I, where's the point of entry? Literally, where do I go to build an NFT project? Like, I have no idea where to even start with that. And um, I don't know if that's something else that other people are dealing with. And I'm in a place where I am like set a prayer and I'm diving into this space head first and like trying to learn as much as I can. Um, but I know most people aren't like that in the sense of the people that I'm going to be selling clothing to down the road and want to bring into this community. Are they going to want to set up a MetaMask wallet and put some crypto in this wallet in order to buy this NFT that I'm selling. And it's like, there's so many steps and, you know, we're talking about education and it's so important to do that, um, you know, in order to onboard people like you guys are saying, but like as a creator in this community too, like, where do I even go to do that? Where do I even go to create, to create an NFT, like to create a, a project where, where do the people sit after they buy this NFT? Like, I, I literally don't know. And, um, you know, something like that, I would be interested to learn from you, Kelly, since you're doing educational projects and, um, and that kind of thing. Just one other quick point I wanted to mention about uh, this, this big money topic that's been going on. I was at Permissionless this week in Palm Beach, which, again, is like me diving headfirst into this space. And um, two big things I learned. One that physical business cards make me seem very uncool in the tech world. Like everyone was like, no one uses business cards anymore. Oh, you got to get those AR ones. Those are, yeah, like, those are in. That was a giant slap in the face of like everyone I put on a business <laughs> card and literally laughed at. And I'm like, okay, throwing these out immediately. Um, the second thing is there were a ton of venture capitalist people there who were dying to give people money. And I found that I think maybe this has something to do with me being a woman in this industry as well, which, you know, tech world, it was like 80, 20 women to men at this, or men to women rather at this convention, which is fine for me as a single person. That was great. Um, <laughs> but I, people, these, these VCs were, they wanted to put money somewhere. And, and as someone who was in the building phase, they were very interested in what I had to say. And um, I don't think I have, I don't have the foundation yet for them to put money into, if you will, but I think the money is there to stay. And um, people were dying to get into this space, no matter how they could. And if that means throwing dollars at a project, they were willing to do it, which made me excited as, you know, a brand creator in the physical world and, you know, hopefully in this, in this digital world moving forward. 
Yeah, and that's, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, I experienced that too. At East Denver, they were literally like sharks. Like they would just sit down at your table. They would come up, sit down at your table and say, can I give you money? They didn't even ask your name. Can I give you money? I was like, for me, it was almost a, like I was, because I, it, that just means it's harder to find smart money when you have a lot of, you know, it's murky waters. But um, really great point you brought up, like where, do, how do I start an NFT project and that's ultimately really what C3 is becoming because I've, you know, been approached so much and we have a kind of platform through our partnership already with the Metavoicers to be able to very efficiently launch NFT collections for, in this case, it's like, so Ether 11 is part of it and they spoke last week. They're one of them. And then um, Hibikozo, which is um, a really famous Burning Man artist they're going to be launching through us. And so, you know, these big names who have hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers literally don't know how to transition that kind of popularity into NFTs. And actually, you know, I have conversations and have a pretty strict vetting process. if I'm going to, you know, like put a lot of work behind these artists and they all had, or they both had incredible answers to why they wanted to um, be, be in the space. And, actually utilize nfts and so yeah it's it's pretty exciting to be able to offer that that service and seeing how we can scale it is going to be a a journey and something that you know we're going to need to do with the community but um hopefully we can make it a much more key turn process that enables artists whether you're artists or designers to kind of like you know pursue this or purchase this like kind of as a service model to, to launching NFTs while making it highly customizable, highly, you know, interactive and puts a lot on the designer to then take and run with, but enables them from point, you know, from the start to end of not only education, but also comes with a community because it's already been built around this more broad, um, broader effort. So yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. Cause we got a lot of hands. Um, Mutiny, you had your hand up, I believe, the longest. And then Rawdow hasn't had a chance to speak yet. Um, so assuming that's Mo on the other end. So I'm going to let her come after um, Mutiny. Oops, sorry. Um, hey, I just um, wanted to pop in and say, because um, I have to pop off. But um, if I were to raise a kind of like mm, point of friction for us at this moment is that there's certainly uh, a lot of hype, which can, you know, in some aspects is fantastic um, and in other aspects a challenge. Uh, for us, it's that there is, uh, we have no problem um, finding designers to work with. Uh, they're all chomping at the bit. Um, but our... I guess our point of friction is really where to channel those designers. Of course, not every uh, style aesthetic um, fits into every marketplace. Um, also, like digital fashion specific marketplaces are ideal, but they all have their different kind of niches and audiences. Um, and a lot of them are still in development or kind of still closed spaces that we have to forge uh, relationships with. And even then, um, they are still fleshing out their like technical 
prowess. So, um, you know, I'm always just trying to watch, you know, what marketplaces are available, what's coming up. And even like these big brands that are doing launches, they're doing launches with marketplaces that don't even have a drop prior. Um, They're usually going through like word of mouth or people that are in close contact with them. So um, there's still like very little example I would say, you know, other than like the dematerialized, which has been doing this um, the longest running. But um, of course, like I said, not every design is fit for every space. So it's the challenge of like finding and placing, um, you know, each designer or each project uh, where it fits, but also like making those connections and and just tracking what's available because it is like still quite limited. Um, there's a lot of supply um, and, you know, the buyer audience is still, uh, the pool I would say is still quite small comparatively. Not everyone's shifted from their PFPs into um, game skins yet. Uh, We still have a way to go. So, yeah, that's just kind of my two cents. Um, I'm about to head off to see some performance art and drink a glass of wine, but it was nice to see you all here. Um, have a fantastic day. Uh, smooches. Did I get rugged or is everybody else rugged? I don't think anyone's rugged yet. Right? I'm not sure. I think Kelly might be having issues because not, uh... Oh, my ma- my mic was off. My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, mutiny. I, I was having. I was um, saying thank you, and that's a really unique perspective. That uh, and entire kind of issue category that I I I think should be discussed a lot deeper. Um, you know how how do we drive that demand side organically, and you know, or who who even is really going out and doing that where is that com- that demand coming from is it just you know these metaverses are we just waiting on them to develop and naturally drive demand up or w- w- what's being done in the space right now um to drive up that demand to meet the supply but um yeah appreciate you and have a great great evening um okay james you had your hand up and then um mint mint nft Oh, I had just put my hand down real quick. So, oh, right, like, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. I, for, I forgot about you, Mo. I, I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. It's cool. No, it's cool. It's cool. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, this has been really cool so far. I don't know why I thought it started at nine, but I'm happy I caught like the middle of it. Got to hear Mutiny um, and a few of the other people. Definitely wanted to piggyback off of a few things because um, it's great, you know, us coming together. Every Friday, um, as different digital brands that are looking at these things like these industry barriers and trying to create bi- brands and ideas around combating that. So education, you know, um, where these point of entries are, all these different things that we are all creating is just really exciting. Um, you guys, if you don't know, that's exactly what kind of the raw doubt is. We focus on educating, networking, and going physical to digital. So being able to connect with digital or physical designers, digital designers, and those in the middle, and being able to do workshops together, help, you know, educate each other, have networking events, and being able to support each other while each other are having events. And then, um, you know, 
collaborating and actually going physical to digital, um, those are the things that we can do together that's really simple, that actually help us get into this door, you know, by co-creating and collaborating and using each other to help learn, you know. Every time we have a conversation, somebody's giving us another resource, like, hey, that's your question. Here's where you should go to go find that answer so that now you are, like, continuing forward. So it's just always great having these conversations. That was my idea on um, the industry barriers and some of the things we've heard so far. I also heard about the money thing, and I am all about the VCs as well. Um, I think that also comes with education. Uh, again, when it comes to education, some of the stuff that Raw Dow are doing are like marketplace reviews. A lot of people are coming up with marketplaces and play to earn games and metaverse, metaverse this and that and the third. And we want to create like a peer review system where, again, you can like get your peers to give you feedback about how things are going. Um, and there was something else. Oh, VCs, VCs, though. So, again, with the education, though, right? It's about educating each other that, like, there's a lot of freaking money in this space. So don't be fooled and act like you have to be out here working for free and slaving. Like, yes, believe in yourself. Don't do anything for the money. Do what works for you and collaborate with the right kind of people. But understand, like they said, there are people out here who do have the funds that want to put it behind projects that need that, you know, oh, you need to go pay for software where here's the connections and here's some money for that. We were in another space and they were like, you got to start asking for it. You know, you have to understand how to write a roadmap, how to, you know, create a white paper or, or um, a pitch deck, you know, these different things that you want to be thinking about as, although you're an artist, also as the business side. I'm like, if, what is my art saying about me? How, um, because it's not an investment, right? We or it is, or it isn't, or whatever. You know, that's that. That's that thing where it's like we don't want to be going with the market, right? We are, we're not an investment. We are doing something that we believe is going to be a part of history. So it's deeper than that, right? And people that believe that what we're doing is a part of that future as well will want to support that. So it's just about kind of creating that and organizing it and organizing it with each other so that it works for us all. So. Again, I think these kind of spaces with us collaborating, supporting each other, that's how we're going to be able to keep breaking down this industry door and blazing our own path in the fashion industry. Awesome. Completely agree. And great point on the, um, you know, how enabling both projects, new projects, collections, and individual fashion designers on how to ask for money and how to identify smart money versus dumb money. Um, you know, for some of us that came from the investment side, it seems very intuitive, but it's absolutely not right. And and that's, I mean, I'm I come from the, I'm still bad. I'm horrible at asking for money, right? It's like, you know, if if I know I can do something, I'll like run myself so thin before before asking for money when there's people banging down doors. So um, even just having that like psychological conversation or you know, hearing people's experiences and, and positive ones is, is really important. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, James, did you want to go next? Yeah, sure. I, 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 um, I really want to connect with everybody here up on stage. So I gave everybody <laughs> because I, I, you know, I, I've spent so long in this space now trying to um, see how the, the, the fashion side of this was going to grow. 
um, really waiting for it to develop and, and, um, you know, started spaces along the same time that, that Nico and Elizabeth and a few others um, got into spaces um, as well as yourself um, for the purpose of education, of coalescing with the community, um, learning and growing together. And, and what was just said in terms of the opportunity, I couldn't echo more. So I, I really, truly love that. I want to connect there. Um, this is a paradigm shift. We all know this. Um, we are incredibly early, and I think the parallel you made to 1994, um, A, really aged myself, and I felt super old, uh, having heard that you were born that year. <laughs> and, hey, I'm <laughs> old here, too. There's, like, people celebrating that they're 22, and I'm like, wait a minute, weren't you, aren't you, like, a, like, a CEO or something? I thought that, yeah, <laughs> so I apologize. Well, no, no, that's okay. The other, the other part of that is you're, you're spot on, um, having been there, um, using the internet at that time it's it's an extremely valid um parallel being an early adopter and really not understanding the technology then same thing here i just think there's so much opportunity and you're absolutely right nobody's going to give you money unless you ask them they're they're you know and i know kelly said uh people were offering it but that's that is the except the um exception to the rules i like to often say but the rule is if you want money put together a, a pitch deck um, get everything in line and, and, and literally start approaching um, investors for money. And if you don't want to do that because of decentralization and, and whatnot, that's, that's your prerogative. But um, I will tell you, it's a difficult trek um, with, with a lot of, with a lot of barriers uh, that are going to probably present opportunities for you to need capital. And I, I would, I would always keep that in mind in, in trying to grow your business, um, especially in this space. Yeah, definitely. And there, there are decentralized means um, through uh, like Gitcoin grants. And so there, if you do want to pursue um, decentralized capital, you can always hit me up. I'm pretty, pretty well versed in that. And but what you said about um, the, it's the exception. If someone's approaching you and just blindly saying they want to give you money, that's when you should be running. That's the only time you should, you should actually say no to taking money. I can tell you that much. So um, you, you, moral of the story is you have to ask for it. Um, mint, uh, mint NFT, do you want to go? Hi. Yeah. Um, it's nice to meet you all. My name's Echo and I'm a social media manager here at Mint NFT. Um, and I've, I really love being in the fashion spaces. It's so good to, to see you here, James. And I know you have a space again later today, which I hope to join. Um, and so basically we were lucky enough to to have some seed money. We we did raise from VCs, um, but we didn't even do like a, a serious round yet, I would say. And I think there has to kind of be awareness of like, maybe we're not ready yet, or maybe we don't want to dilute, like dilute equity right now. Um, but nonetheless, I've been working with Mint NFT for only about eight months now. And I swear I've seen a hundred PowerPoints with this company. We make decks for fashion brands who want to work with us, who we want to work with them. And then we're constantly updating the deck, um, the deck that they hired me with, the, the recruitment deck, which we use for potential new hires and the deck that we use for, for VCs. It, it's kind of the same deck in a lot of ways, especially when you're still a small startup and we're explaining what our product is.
and why you should join us on this this journey, essentially. And to an extent, it, it has worked. We've gotten really lucky. We just signed a deal with Beaumont, and um, which I could say they're all about physical to digital. So I can't wait to like, get in that topic. And just now I've been thinking, like, which direction are we going in? Are we are they buying a, a product in store and then they kind of get a digital token on the side? Or when is that going to be reversed where you get the digital token and then it kind of will give you physical benefits potentially? Um, and a lot of people in the room have been talking about where they're kind of feeling a hard spot in the space, um, which I totally agree with like marketing, even though I'm a social media manager, it's still hard to market. Um, even for example, with Beaumont, they have great presence, obviously on Twitter of hundreds of thousands of followers and on Instagram. Um, but their Instagram community is, is way more active actually than their Twitter community right now. So how do I, with all my crypto Twitter experience actually start going back into Instagram um, so that, that's kind of like one issue that we're working with as well. And, but, but for me, my issue, I would say it's actually community building, which is why I thought it was really interesting when you kind of brought up, oh, maybe it's not necessary, but it feels like community is, it seems to be like a foundational point in the space right now. And like a huge selling or marketing point, um, for, for us, like kind of like early adopters in the space. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that was very much like on, on an item by item basis, like it's each physical, each digital uh, wearable has some utility as a wearable in the metaverse. Now, and we were talking about this on, I believe it was it last, I think it was a fashion DAO space. Um, but like it comes with what, it, because of where we're at, it comes with all this community because that's what we've had to do is, you know, we're not just dropped into a world where like our physical fashion world is where I just go in and buy clothes and they, I use them. Um, you're going to come into the space and buy digital clothes. And what you're going to get with that digital clothing is an entire community, which is really, really cool to think about. Um, and just like even amplifies the potential value here more. Um, but I, I appreciate you coming up and, and speaking and I'm excited to have you on future spaces. If you figure out that uh, Instagram to, to Twitter pipeline for uh, followers, you're going to need to write that up and let all, all, all of us know, because that is seriously, I mean, probably actually that's our single biggest obstacle just based on the average Instagram following of like everyone that's was part of our project, like all 70 creatives. And then like a, the new projects that I'm launching um, massive Instagram followings. And I know for a fact that that does not translate to one sale. It doesn't matter how much they promote it in current like marketing and how we were currently doing it. Obviously there's been success stories, but uh, definitely like a specific line item obstacle to, to write out there. Cause I know a lot of people are dealing with that. Um, uncle, um, uncle Nate, you have your hand up for a while. Yeah, thank you for uh, inviting me up. I just had a quick question to the group about sort of how they see all of this stuff fitting into the global supply chain or whether it really matters. You know, when you're designing something and you're going out and getting UPC numbers and you're dealing with GS1 and kind of global uh, supply chain standards and things like that. Um, I know that there's been some discussion about that. Is it important for a designer to bother with that if they if they don't care about getting their 
products into a, a store and does does an nft sort of then provide an opportunity for them or should they be looking at both or you know it's a general question thanks for allowing me to ask i was waiting for james's hand to come up i was like oh and this is going to go to james uh so james just go ahead i know you're going to want to answer this uh yeah, apologies for taking up so much space but that, that question directly applies to what I've, I've done for the past 22 years so i i feel compelled to provide at least some insight there. I think it depends is the answer. Um, a, on the amount of production that they want to run, if it's going to end up in a physical store, um, you know, even if it's not really, um, you should look into that in terms of being able to track. But to be honest with you, that's kind of what the blockchain's for. We created a new way um, to verify authenticity um, and ownership um, and kind of track the history of that product, where it came from. Um, so I, I think that you don't really... It really depends on the end, the end consumer um, and use case for the, for the specific physical good. Um, how it affects the overall supply chain. I'm not doing anything differently in terms of the way that I, I develop product and where I'm going to produce the product. The, the runs are going to be smaller. Um, I've, I've looked at different factories and capacities in terms of um, where I'm placing goods. Um, but inevitably the fundamentals of creating a physical product, if the end goal is indeed to create a physical product, shouldn't really change. The one piece that you discuss with UPCs and GS1, um, as you start to talk about um, really ways to kind of track product physically, I, that really depends on, on what your what your end goal is there in the end consumer. I mean, if it's going to live in stores, it's going to have to operate under the same pretenses that every other physical product has to. So you would have to adhere to the, the guidelines there. Um, if it is being shipped um, directly to holders where it has a tracking uh, means and method um, on the blockchain, I don't know how that's even being regulated at this point. So I think that that's a gray area um, and a great question, by the way, um, that I hadn't even really... Um, considered and or thought of because my current end goal, at least um, in the immediate, isn't to end up in, in physical stores, um, but in the hands of consumers. Yeah, that's super, super interesting because like that's in the that's the supply chain use case, right? And there's a lot of talk about big money working in that um, space, specifically in blockchain implementation there. And what's so cool about the fashion industry and why I got so obsessed with it coming from literally an anti based on like how I dress but background uh, anti fashion not not like I don't like fashion it just was never a big thing for me to absolutely being obsessed with the spaces because it truly is a bridge from art to you know really fostering this like new model for the creator economy to the actual you know non-art this is what NFTs were made for. This is how they're going to impact every industry there is. Fashion's bridging all of that. Um, and luckily, there's a lot of people working on that right now. And I think that it will very seamlessly kind of transition to fulfill, you know, questions that we have um, in how to deal with, you know, tracking those things on, via the blockchain. Um, and it'll be hopefully by the time we get to that point, much more plug and play. Um, and we can leverage, you know, work being done in other industries for, for that purpose. Kelly, can I put one more point on top of that? Absolutely. Just to, clarify, just to clarify, we're using what's called a near field communication chip in our physical goods. So, so to answer your question, uncle, I mean, 
there there is the opportunity to embed that information, um, which is a technological advancement as to how it's currently printed on a on a label, right? So you do have the opportunity to do that. It's currently, um, you know, can provide and, and near field communication chips, NFC chips, can provide even even the proof of authenticity back to the NFT, um, things like augmented reality, um, extended customer experiences, and we plan to use all of those. So I really appreciate you asking that question because it's got my mind turning on a couple other things that you can embed into um, into those chips. So I really appreciate that. Um, Francine, you've had your hand up a while. Uh, please go ahead. Yeah, I think this is so interesting. And Nate, hey, it's nice to see you here. And Nate and I have talked about it for a long time because Nate is actually like his field and that's what he does. He's working on provenance particles um, to put in art and to authenticate um, luxury items, which is why we initially started speaking. I have recently um, discovered a product with I, which I think is going to be revolutionary and we're using it right now with an artist we're doing a collaboration with an IRL artist named Jonathan Seliger that goes live on Monday with Moda Operandi. And um, it's called Smart Stamp. And what it basically does is it, it takes a, a, a photograph on a granular, granular level where you can actually see it's called a digital fingerprint. And so it just depends. And then that fingerprint marries up so that when it's shipped, when you receive the physical product that goes with an NFT, the um, authentication is actually just, it's, um, it's written right into the contract on the blockchain. So it comes in the NFT. And then when you receive the product, you match the, foot, the fingerprint and it's, a, um, it's an app. You just download the app and then it allows you to marry the fingerprint on your end with what, what was shipped. And you can see that right in the, in the um, NFT. So it's, it's, it's fascinating um, where we've come and where we're going in terms of authentication. And I think different products will require or do better with different kind of vehicles for authentication in that regard. Um, but there are so many options now. And then the second thing I was gonna say or ask was, um, I'm, I'm totally stalking Mint NFT's platform right now, checking out the Ballman uh, NFT. And I'm curious, um, do you just, because we just partnered with a company called Novel on the back end, which does, it basically, I think is a similar service to what you guys do. And we haven't solidified the partnership yet quite. So I'm really curious and interested in what you're doing. Do you um, manage all the back end um, or do you just provide the platform? And then do they come to you with the concept and then you just execute, or do you actually advise on uh, concepting and marketing, et cetera, et cetera? I would love to just hear Mint NFT for a second answer that question, if possible. No, yeah, please, please go ahead. I think that that would be valuable for everyone. Uh, hi, yeah, so nice to meet you. Um, it sounds like you have so much experience in the space, so I'd love to hear all about your experience as well. And I want to make sure I address like the entire question. But essentially, yes, we, we do handle all the back end uh, because we are our own entire platform. And not only that, um, a big part of our goal, which is different from others' goals in this space, is to help um, onboard like mainstream audiences, especially audiences that are already attached um, or big fans of big IP. Like, for example, our first drop was with Balmain and Barbie, which was 
very easy and fun to market because it had Barbie and Balmain fans, Balmain fans coming out and I'm a huge Barbie fan and I've really become a Balmain fan over the past uh, seven or eight months as well. Um, and initially with that, especially it was our first big drop, the goal was to kind of white label a site and some people in my company are, are totally fine with that, offering potentially like white labeling serv- uh, services to like brands perhaps. Um, but I really kind of view it as easier for the brand and easier for us if if we help you run and advise on the strategy, the pages, the NFTs themselves, everything around it. But it, it's, it's also easier for the consumer if the purchase is just made obviously through the platform. And with our platform, um, we have a – the wallet is built into the platform essentially. And right now we're – we're building the tools where not only you could you could purchase the NFT or the digital clothing on the platform, but eventually you could move it off. I think that's what many platforms are are building. Um, but yeah, you, can, it, you can move it off in terms of secondary, like on OpenSea or to other platforms like interoperability. I, I think the long term goal is interoperability, but w- especially when you're working with bigger brands, um, they're very hesitant of their product appearing next to um, an offensive NFT per se or on a site that they don't want. Um, so we are very careful right now and we offer two-factor authentication. Um, so security on all fronts is kind of of the utmost importance. And do you mint on Polygon or Ethereum? Where do you mint? So, so that is really the key question when it comes to like interoperability, right? And from the beginning, um, we've been a multi-chain or a chain agnostic platform. Um, and right now, we've only done mints on Flow blockchain. But over time, we hope to open it up to all blockchains. We're backed by Ripple. And uh, Balmain agreed to have XRP be one of the, the main cho- uh, blockchains they mint on. It's an eco-friendly blockchain. It's also a very new up and coming um but hopefully Wait, XRP we'll have... or xpr xrp xrp <laughs> ripple yeah wow okay i learned something today and i was gonna call that you guys were on flow i was like this look just looking over like the type of stuff i was like this is on flow <laughs> really yeah no flow it does make sense with us at yeah. this point and i love flow's team i've had the privilege of like talking to their community managers and they offer so much free advising if y'all are thinking about using flow they offer some very nice consulting services you just need to apply for them um and they um, like work getting to work with blockchains has been really cool especially if you somehow add it into your marketing materials and you make it a sort of partnership they will support you so um so I, I get the pleasure of kind of like working with Ripple and they retweeted some of my tweets and they have 2.4, 2.5 million followers, um, which is really helpful when you're trying to market your digital fashion products. Um, same thing with Flow. You, you would think, you know, we have Barbie and Balmain working on our, our drop and this is a huge drop for them. It's Barbie's first NFT. It's one of Balmain's first NFTs. Of course, they've done plenty more before us on OpenSea. Um, but so much of our traction and our audience came from Flow and Dapper Labs really supporting that drop. So um, I, I guess I love working with different protocols and I'm excited to, to onboard more in the future. 
And then, sorry, one last question, because we really are just looking at this right now. Um, do you, do, do, would ball men, ball men actually, would that be appear on their website as well, or, or is it only on your platform? Um, I guess I can't really name the specifics for what's going on with Balmain yet. We, we've actually, aside from Barbie and Balmain, we have only done one sort of NFT with them. It was a few days ago. We, we used this NFT to kind of celebrate the opening of their flagship store in New York City. Um, but to be honest, I think a lot of this goes on a case-by-case basis. We're also talking to a huge other brand that we're very excited about. And this brand, the conversation keeps on going back and forth between what they want to do, whether or not they want us to host all the back end for something that will be like a platform of their own, or whether or not it's in their best interest to kind of just host it all through our platform and make it a little bit more centralized in a way um, and easier for the consumer. But it, it depends. That makes sense. And then do you, do you, I don't know if this is something you'd want to chat about offline, but are you, do you have published rates or like commission structure? Like, do you, can you talk about that or is that sort of a case by case also? Yeah, that's totally case by case. And I can send you over to um, our chief business officer, Teddy Z, um, who he sometimes comes in these spaces. He's genuinely like one of the coolest people I've worked with. Um, and I can set you guys up. Cool. Thanks. This is really, I'm so glad I came in here today. No, it's been really nice to meet all of you today. And I was lucky of just going through my Twitter spaces and that's Fashion Friday, physical to digital. Made for, <laughs> what? And I learned this is like the first of maybe your educational series for NFC and, and Faithful Youth. Yeah. So we're, this is, this is the first of what will splinter off from Fashion Fridays. Um, we're the topic today, but this will become the topic. Um, and I will organize everything said here today into kind of sessions, organized sessions, and we can get people to come speak on those issues. And so this will be an ongoing conversation happening weekly on Thursdays. So you can give Faithful Youth a follow and yeah, we'll be posting about that. And yeah, I'm really glad you came in here because it's super interesting. And I've been trying to push flow on my team because we're multi-chain too, uh, Solana and Ethereum. And I've been like, and for these new like artists that I'm, I'm bringing on and launching their collections, I'm like trying to plant the flow seeds when, I mean, it's my decision, but like they need to be comfortable with it and just getting them comfortable with flow. Um, that gives me a lot of uh, ammunition because it's, you know, me saying under the hood, it's the best blockchain for NFTs. Like I've been a flow fan since for over a year. And, um, but it's hard to, and I've watched, like I've been part of Flowverse and all that stuff. So um, gone to their Twitter, a lot of their Twitter spaces, but knowing that they, they, they're like supporting on like a consulting and marketing front is like, absolutely massive so i appreciate you sharing that and um yeah hope to further the kind of multi-chain universe as well um the fashion dow uh nico do you have um something you want to share yes um i wanted to go back to the conversation around supply chain um and uh, james definitely added so much value in that regards but i wanted to add in regards to um, how we can really make this more accessible um, for the general public. 
because you know we are being uh, tracking all of this um, data on the garments and you know traceability of the supply chain but can we expect a user um, that is not really tech savvy or familiar with uh, web3 or even if we are uh, do we have the time to go and read this smart contract and read um, where everything uh, is coming from and what happened to this garment. So I think at some point we do need um, some sort of regulatory agency or a community that can basically take this responsibility and review um, these um, informations and basically be able to verify a garment is, um, you know, sustainably produced or not. Um, and this certificate can be like at some point, hopefully automated um, and uh, revoked if needed. Um, and then it would be garment specific. Um, so that's kind of like one aspect that uh, we're also exploring with the fashion now. Yeah, I think that that's incredibly important. And I think that that's a, a really interesting niche that like the fashion DAO aims to, to fill is being that maybe not taking a regulatory role, maybe it becomes that, but more of, okay, let's establish SOPs and I, at least in the near term, identify where regulation needs to be in place, whether that's produced through DAOs and just self-regulated um, in, in, you know, preparing for, more you know government level in intervention and then we'll act we'll already have um you know a very organized way of which things need to be regulated and standards that need to be in place um but being that kind of common voice is is something i think is really important about fashion dow's mission um so we have so there's a new speaker up i i don't know i haven't had the chance to meet so um voice stereo is that <laughs> Voice, um, voice, serious, serious. Very close. I like it. It still sounds fun, but it's uh, boisterous. Is <laughs> yes. I'm I'm taking um, losses today on on no, pronunciation. So thank no, it's you. absolutely fine. No, thank you guys. And seriously, I appreciate this platform. Um, I joined and kind of listened in to your guys' last um spaces that you had, and kind of took notes on the people who were speaking. Um, we're fairly new to the space as well, but um, I do also want to hit on the subject that James was talking about and as well as uh, the fashion dial. Um, but for one, again, thank you guys for putting together this platform. This is absolutely uh, motivational and inspirational and educational. And so I really do appreciate it. Um, but, you know, one of the things that um, myself that I'm really trying to focus on as well as authenticating a lot of our product that we make. And just to give you a quick backstory, um, we are a business down here in South Carolina in Charleston. Uh, we also have a storefront that's right on one of the main streets that we uh, just opened up. Um, and we make everything, all of our products by hand. You can kind of go see on, um, on this Twitter account some of our product, but we've been really busy lately working with a few other um, – kind of influencers more or less and collectors um but we are a, a slow fashion group that uh myself and my siblings and we make everything by hand but anyways um really the focus that i'm really trying to take is since we are slow fashion and we make a lot of things by hand like more or less i don't see what we make as a product um but also an art you know uh 
And I really want to focus on authenticating our product utilizing the blockchain. And we were somewhat doing this with a good friend of mine uh, on the Wax platform, which was actually really fun, and we still continue to do that. Um, but, you know, that's more or less a gamification and ways to kind of build a community um, around us and with uh, with our community on, like, having fun with our projects and giving away these beautiful pieces. You can kind of go um, on our Twitter account and look at a Bitcoin bag that we released uh, not too long ago. But, um, but yeah, this group, I really want to be way more involved in and just listening in and um, because I am still lost in a way with the Web3 education and figuring out the best way to kind of release our, our product and our art onto the blockchain. But there's just so much out there, so much education, so many blockchains that more or less I don't really know exactly where to go. And I feel like that's something that fashion kind of was saying, uh, like needing an agency or agency to be out there to look at these smart contracts and make sure that as well um, we are making the right moves uh, to grow in this space as a business and as artists. So that's kind of more or less uh, what I want to share. My mind goes a thousand miles an hour, so I also apologize. Um, but I really do appreciate this platform, and I hope to kind of grow with you guys and educate myself through this. So thank you. Awesome. And I, I appreciate you sharing because, um, and we should definitely have a, a conversation offline. Um, where I just pinned a tweet up to the top. Um, you know, this is advanced for the Fateful Youth Roadmap specifically. This is kind of the end goal, but we're providing the service to projects to essentially because we have all the tech and capability and the space there's you know projects and artists in the space that could use this now and so one of the reasons we are going out for funding is so that we can really execute on this which is the end goal is what faithful youth ends up being as a platform to scale this model um but that's that jacket is uh from a la streetwear company that doesn't even have an e-com presence it's hand-painted and from like this artist in Japan, um, it's, a it's a custom jacket, one of one. And we kind of, it's, it's the first one we made. Uh, it's totally scanned by photogrammetry. It was never, you know, it wasn't rebuilt digitally. And it was just, you know, in a couple days handed back to the designer. I mean, we're working with him a lot more than just handing him GLBs. Um, but what he gets on the other side is a way to build brand presence in the metaverse that he had like no you know didn't even know where to start and so now we're working very closely with him but for you know someone like you we'd love to you know sync up and see how we can be an enabler there if you do have handmade items that are art themselves it's just so powerful um, and then you're also creating something that has you know near infinite scalability right on the other side so you you create it once maybe there's there's one handmade one that's physical you don't have to keep only one digital right? You exactly. can make as many of those as you want. It's like, you know, software level scalability for the fashion industry. I keep saying that because it's like so impactful as someone that worked in software um, for their whole career, actually, like that cannot, that cannot be understated how powerful that is and what that unlocks for an industry that has never even close to had that level of scalability. Um, exactly. 
So really exciting and exciting to have those conversations with you. Uh, thank you for coming up and speaking. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll share one more thing also to add on to that. Um, you know, as well, uh, I've been communicating with the crypto jeweler for about a year and a half now. And we, you know, kind of came up with different concepts and ways to, you know, kind of collaborate with each other, which uh, is something that we're also working on. And the hard part is to, you know, understand. Actually, I took note of Vlad um, and their process of kind of, you know, uh, with his with his company. Uh, I think it's called like uh, the Scan Truck, right? And that's pretty much what I. Yeah, that's what we're like working here. with. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I really took note to that because I do want to, you know, really make our pieces a that digital you know, concept and also building a community around like who we are as people and the events that we put on. Like there, there's definitely so much that we could talk about that. I do want to inform you um, of things that we've been working on uh, another time. But again, I do think, you know, finding the best way to turn these into a digital asset because as well, you know, we are kind of physical first, you know, every concept and design that we that we come up with, we hand stitch. And it's hard to kind of draw that out as well to people who want primarily custom items. I mean, that's that's what we do um, primarily. But I think if we could figure out a way to on designing these and bringing them uh, almost to life in a sense, uh, I think it would be very ideal for our project. And another thing that I'm working on is like, uh, with the white paper that I'm writing out is a proper funding. So like you guys are kind of talking about earlier. Um, but uh, yeah, I would love to, you know, ship you guys a beautiful piece. And right now I'm working, like I said, with Crypto Jeweler to possibly make, I'm going to do a drop on Open Seas that's going to fund our project. Um, in a way, it's going to be PFP slash a, uh, you know, I'll go more in depth another time. I don't want to take up that much time, but um, but I do think working with you on this would be very ideal. So thank you again for that time. Awesome. Yeah. No. Excited. Excited for it. Um, we are you know running into two hours here, which I was told we should shoot for an hour fifteen. So um, and I have a laundry list, multiple pages of of notes of amazing points on you know talking points for for many future spaces. So. I, I'm going to let Kevin, um, you know, share his points and then kind of take some final thoughts from anyone. But yeah, and then wrap the space. It's been super, super productive. And I'm so glad we had this on Fashion Friday because it, it got a lot more visibility to this, you know, space series that we're going to have. So yeah, just I, I appreciate everyone joining, even if you didn't know what you were joining. Um, but yeah, Kevin, go ahead. Hey, hey, how are you all doing? Fantastic. Awesome. I, I, I literally just jumped up and uh, onto Twitter and then saw Fashion Friday and then physical to digital like really caught my attention. And um, now when you were talking about photogrammetry and then when Boisterous was mentioning the scan truck, I quickly searched Twitter and I, I saw the banner um, of, of, of the Twitter and that's a lot of cameras. Um, it's, it's insane. I, I, I live in Shanghai and um, we've got a tech company and we do 3D volumetric technology. Um, and we've, we've, we've worked with Victoria's Secret to do a VR fashion show for them. And um, I've been 
looking at partnering up with either individual fashion brands or you know individuals creating fashion to assist and help with you know getting it into the metaverse or vr or ar um that's literally what we specialize in and we we do professional like quality production um with using only about 32 cameras um so that's interesting like I've, I've really enjoyed the conversations would love to to connect with whoever's interested in this sort of technology and incorporating you know the physical items and and getting into you know a digital um asset um we do have something that we call redress where we literally have the clothing you know model stands um in the studio gets recorded with clothing um, and then we add the functionality of being able to, you know, switch between colors of, you know, um, the clothing, dresses, pants, shirts, whatever, um, whilst, you know, it's fitted onto this AR version of, of a person. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm definitely keen to join again and uh, connect with, with you all. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for coming up. I think that we should definitely have a discussion. Um, would love to learn more about what you're doing and, you know, ways that that we can share resources. Um, there's so many facets when it comes to, you know, exactly what you're talking about because there's one thing, you know, producing like getting the item, you know, from physical into digital, and so much work to be done in optimizing that process, and then you know, we were talking earlier about the, okay, kind of in the, the marketing and sales side of things, right? Building out all those, whether it's metaverse integrations, marketplace partnerships, we can't just, you know, be throwing these fashion designers over the fence to, to you know, find their way. That's not the goal. So, you know, we've spent a lot of time doing just that is, is building out in, on multiple chains, you know, the highest quality metaverses that aren't released yet but working towards the future not what's there now um so yeah i would love to have a conversation um in future spaces and later on probably uh just one-on-one would be fantastic too um so yeah appreciate appreciate you coming in to speak um so that with that it's yeah 1001 um does if does anyone have any you know final things they they'd like to say again this is going to be something held every week it'll be on thursday next week i nailing down the time still um right now where i'll be hosting it uh with with raw dow and i'll be coming out with kind of a, a almost roadmap more just structure of conversations that groups together what we've talked about today into more bite-sized pieces so that we can really dig in and instead of just talking about you know problems talk about solutions and what future solutions might look like and you know what we can really be doing in the near term to drive towards those solutions. Um, so excited, super excited to to host those and, and have all you there. Um, Nico. Oh, thank you. Um, sorry, Mo, did you want to go first? No, sorry, you can go. I didn't realize that you had your hand up. I was like watching. No <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for hosting this, Kelly, and thank you for inviting us. Uh, it was great, and we definitely all learned so much. I just wanted to quickly mention um, about the FashionDAO. Um, the application is on our website, thefashionDAO.xyz. Uh, feel free to apply. There's no specific requirement other than uh, wanting to learn and contribute. 
and um, a lot of folks already in the space are part of it. And the importance of joining sooner than later is that you can have bigger impact. And it's not, I'm not really shilling. This is not my business. This is all of our businesses. So when this succeeds and has a positive impact on the industry, we are all going to grow and succeed. Um, and I hope to see you there. Thank you. If you work that hard, you get to shill. Mo and Mo and Nico can shill as much as they want. <laughs> hey, we're we're all here to shill, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, quick shill over here as well. The <laughs> Raw Dow is putting on a physical to digital fashion show in the metaverse, actually. So, all of you are invited to actually showcase your NFTs. They could be old, new, on whatever blockchain we build in the Neos metaverse, which is pretty um compatible with basically anything um the the way we are going to be doing a physical uh, digital fashion show is it's going to be scavenger hunt style so every saturday we go into the metaverse to build together and um all the designers will be setting up their own displays and at that point on our fashion show which is june 19th our visitors will actually come in and just kind of follow some clues and go and explore all the displays what we're also going to do for the physical part is have models to import pictures that will kind of be like billboards, make it very like museum style kind of like think about it. when you go into the metaverse, most of the time you're just like exploring that kind of stuff anyway. So we want to give it that kind of feel with the displays um, and those models can be wearing like AR filters, physical um, designs, whatever you guys have. Um, and it's for designers to really showcase whatever they have. Because once that showcase is up, we're going to leave it in our metaverse as well. So that for the next quarter, um, when we have events in our little metaverse, people can continue to explore. So it'll be like another way to continually promote your like place and send your collectors as well. So we're very excited. Again, we do do this every Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific time together. And we stream that on Twitch. So if you just want to check it out and see what we are working on, follow our Twitch, watch us tomorrow morning, and seriously get involved. Because just like Nico said, it's going to pop off eventually. And um, all the stuff that we're working on, we're really trying to put ourselves as certain pillars within the ecosystem for physical to digital to be there, educating people, networking, and being this hub to come together, just like today. So... The more of us that come together and do this, the more of the impact that we'll, we'll have. So I hope to see you all there. You could join the Discord. The link is in our, um, I don't want to, I guess it's our bio, yeah. Link is on our page. All the information is on our page. We have all the details in a physical to digital chat in the Discord. So, um, but Fashion Fridays, we're here every Friday. <laughs> um, and like, like she said, we will be rolling out a full roadmap so that we can continue to do this and really dig into the solutions and start changing things. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And we had one more speaker come up, wanted to, you know, if, if you have to drop, no worries. Um, definitely want to address some or have allow some people to come up if they were, you know, attracted by the name of the space and really get more people involved if possible. So, um, yeah, um, I'm not I'm not sure what MV um, you requested to speak so you have you have the floor you there mv glow max 
You hear me? Yes, yeah, I can hear you now. Ah, sorry. I just wanted to to say hello. Um, let me say my background is even fashion from the traditional fashion sector. I've studied and worked for more than 20 years in the fashion business in, in, in Italy, in Florence, even for the big brands. Moved to Munich and we are now we are doing IoT and sensors, wearables and working on, um, on an F NFC device to bridging the gap between the, the digital and the virtual reality. And Fantastic. And, and what, what um, project? Is that through a project or a company? Yeah, yeah this is our project. We are we're working on this. I cannot still not say too much because we are a little bit early stage, but we will verify ownership and authenticity of crypto tokens for digital and physical assets. Fantastic. But we do it in but we do it in the faster and more secure way. Awesome. Well, we would love to have you um, in future spaces. I, I'm not sure if you heard, but we're going to be hosting. This is the first um, kind of foundational space of what will become its own series on Thursdays. So um, if you give us a follow, you'll you can stay up to date on um, the, the that schedule and what we're going to be speaking to. And we would love to, to hear more about what you're working on and that you can you can tell us. Um, so, OK, we have one more person um, I'm going to let up. And then while they're coming up to speak, I uh, wanted to draw attention to a uh, post I just pinned to the top. So this board, I, I'm not going to leave this link up like live permanently because it is we don't want it out in the total public. But it's pretty bare bones right now. But we're actually working out of a mural board um, for the kind of all of Web3 fashion. We're taking we're trying to build an ecosystem map to the best extent we can um add a, few, a number of names just from these spaces we've got kind of a master schedule in there um really want to have a place where we can all see kind of what's going on because that's a huge issue that i know we're all facing and it'll make our lives so much easier if it's just all in one place so um i would highly recommend if you don't know what miro is you don't have to know how to use it you can get it you should a free login and you'll be able to see the board and interact with it if you have if you can create a textbook and put information anywhere and i'll clean it up at this stage but if you if you'd like to see and be a part of kind of the the larger community that we're trying to bring together um definitely you know save this link and um tune into future spaces and as we get you know more organized and some sops together on how it's going to be managed and how we're going to kind of gate access and how we're going to distribute it. Um, you can very much be a part of that process, but huge resource there. Um, just getting started on it. We're going to have, you know, uh, and you'll be able to see a whole area for like collaborations to facilitate collaborations where you can put in kind of what you're looking for um, and essentially match, match make uh, via Miro. So recommend giving that a checking that out and um, that will be a evolving resource for you. Um, so with that, do we have one last speaker? Uh, Jonathan? Uh, hi everybody. Um, I, I actually am a first time listener and I just hopped in here because uh, pretty much the, um, the, the title of the space is, uh, it's, uh, you know, the, the fashion Fridays and the physical to digital 
Um, <laughs> I, once I saw the space, I got super hyped because um, of the, uh, the, the the amount of, uh, of conviction that I have for the digital world um, and what's, what's to come from it uh, in, in the near future. Um, I, I kind of want to just apologize. Uh, well, not really apologize, but just give a heads up that uh, I have to kind of switch gears, um, being that I just came from a spaces uh, for for uh, titled uh, Women in Web3, and it was a super, super deep space, and, and there was a lot of information and, and stories shared there that kind of uh, hit me a little hard. So I... I <laughs> I have to like I had to switch from kind of being really emotional and real sad for a second to to being uh, real pumped up for this because um, uh, the truth is uh, that the digital aspect I I believe is is what's going to really bridge uh, Web two and Web three together um, and allow people to understand the importance and the significance of NFTs and and projects that are are building towards that digital. Um, aspect of it all um and so i'm i'm really i i'm really excited to uh to to gain as much information as i can from from your your spaces and um and from your community as well uh obviously i, I just kind of hopped in here um so i'm just kind of learning as i'm going uh so i definitely am going to do a lot of research on what it is that you guys are are, are doing um but i i did want to uh to come up here and uh, also say that there there are projects out there that are working towards this type of aspect the the, the digital world um, and and so I, I just I just wanted to express my excitement for that because it's definitely coming like like it was mentioned earlier um, and and I'm excited to see where it goes uh, <laughs> the the whole I, I I everybody speaks about the infancy stage of the NFT space right now, and it's it's very evident, right? Um, the 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 big players are trying to make it seem like it's all about these profile pictures and and flipping them and making money and stuff, but the NFT space is a lot deeper than than all of that, and um, and so seeing seeing that people are are <laughs> are actually catching on to it is kind of getting me souped up because. Um, you know the 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 one project that I'm super adamant about. Uh, I I don't want to give, I don't want to come up here and 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 just shill it to everybody just like like everybody says, right? Uh, so if anybody was interested in the digital aspect of it, um, uh, if you wanted to go to my profile just to check it out, um, it's called Chains NFT, um, which is a limited jewelry, uh, a limited luxury jewelry brand. Um, oh, yeah. They were up here oh, last I, week. We had a Meta Jewelers. Oh, get out of here. Last, last Fashion Friday was Meta Jewelers, and we had like seven, maybe more. I, I had no idea there were this many people even doing jewelry. And, really? Uh, yeah, they were so the, they were up here uh, chilling themselves in a, in a beautiful way, and I was just, I was uh, super stoked on them. So, yeah, no, they're right up right up our alley. Oh, yes, I love to hear that. You, you totally gave me chills because, like I said, everybody – it's uh, most most of the NFT space is, is not really realizing the importance and the significance of what's going on in, in the space aside from uh, the the community building because I, I feel like that's becoming a stronger and stronger aspect of the uh, NFT space space which is really beautiful um, but uh, from a business perspective which which I you know 
I would consider myself some uh, an entrepreneur, and 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 so you can kind of see what's going on. Um, and so just knowing that my guy CJ was up here, uh, you know, talking about what's going on in, in his project, that 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 makes me feel good. So uh, thanks, you, thank you so much for letting me hop on here as as a newcomer, and uh, I'm definitely going to be checking you guys out and 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 um, researching on, on what it is that you guys are doing. Did you mention that there was a Discord available? Yeah, so um, you can check out ours. So we're actually in the process. There's tons of information in our Discord, um, but we've kind of like rolled off putting updates there because we're building out a new Discord, one that we we partnered with a project that joined, that was had like old leadership. And so we're not actually in control of our Discord. So we're moving to a new shiny clean discord um but all the information's there super clear it's actually called the c3 collective um because we're we're kind of the lead project within a larger effort but all within exactly the space you're talking about um not all fashion but all like physical to digital digital actually both ways so super interesting definitely hit the link tree in our bio um also website i can also send you our our deck that um is more like factual and just has kind of consolidated information if you're super interested and yeah, would love to connect offline about this because I love your energy and excitement for the space. We definitely share it. And, you know, we've been here, we've been around for, I mean, six months now and just, you know, we're, we know what the space, like where it's going to head and how important these things are, these projects. Um, Everyone's filling this kind of, you know, exploring their own use case and filling this unique niche. And we're just now really bringing everyone together. And it's really, really cool to see, you know, what problems are, have already been solved, who can be leaned on for what, and it's going to advance like so rapidly how much we can offer, even given the current technology. So um, yeah, love, love your energy, excited to, to chat more on future spaces and, and just kind of one-on-one. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it. You guys got yourself a new fan. I'll, I'll be around. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad. Don't don't be sad about the women, the women in NFTs. You got pretty much that women in NFTs up here uh, as well right now. So um, that's another awesome, cool thing about working in this space uh, is, yeah, really, it's it's just naturally, I would say, almost break even if not more geared towards like the women's side, which is is cool to see and just naturally happen. And, you know, everyone, it's such a, like you come to the space with no inherent biases largely. Um, and, you know, some outward in, like the influencers and there's some toxicity that came in, but still at the ground level, like in all of the things that we love about web three and the kind of what you're freed from that you're not in the, in the real world, still exist and the power that each individual brings to this entire movement um you know is pretty impressive and does has nothing to do with gender or age or um, race or anything like that and it's it's so awesome to be able to you know interact in a space with such like-minded individuals such open-minded individuals so um yeah i appreciate all of you really thank you so much for for joining Um, this couldn't have gone glad we're going to have, you know, people so interested for this series that we're going to be hosting and yeah, how much value it's, it's really going to bring kind of long-term. So, uh, thank you guys all so much again, follow us. I'll be posting 
over the next couple of days, kind of a, a, a recap and outline, as I mentioned, on, on what to expect out of future spaces and would love for, for feedback on those, those posts. If you do know anyone that would be helpful to talk about a specific issue, that anyone could be yourself. Um, we need to lean on each other for our own expertise uh, where we have it. So yeah, I'm excited to, to involve people more and, and get those kicked off. All right. Thanks, Pam, for bearing with us for two hours. That was amazing. I just want to have a great. Also, I just also wanted to Sorry, thank everyone for being here. This has been an incredible space. I've heard so many incredible people come up, talk about their experiences and the future of this space, and it has been so inspiring. Um, you know what I've always loved about the the power of this fashion industry is we are always at the forefront in, in, of innovation, and it's so clear that. Everyone in this space, even if you're just listening, is really focused on the future and how incredible this technology is. So I just want to encourage everyone for being here. Um, if you came up for, for coming up and speaking and sharing a bit about your alpha, what you know, your experiences, it really is incredible because that's how we learn. Uh, we learn from each other. We can only, you know, do so much, but, you know, hearing about everyone else's experiences and the things that they've learned has just multiplies, you know, our access to information and resources. Um, lastly, I just wanted to announce also, I will be hosting um, a, a really unique event during NFT NYC on June 21st. It'll have a unique culinary art and drink experience with speakers panels. Um, if you are interested in coming, um, definitely join my Discord. There will be tons of discussion of fashion. Um, join my Discord and stay up to date on my tweets. Definitely give me a follow um, because there will be more information released very soon. And I am so excited. Um, and um, also I have an NFT launch coming up, which can also function as a ticket. But um, just wanted to say thank you all for being here. This sounds amazing. Exactly Can't wait to learn more about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was just nailing the heart sign, like rapid fire hearts. You didn't tell me there was drinks and wine involved in the speaker panel. Yeah, there's drinks, wine, food, and a working art space. So All right, I'm buying my plane flight net right now. So it should be pretty cool. There's a resident artist that I've um, included in the space. So it's going to be uh, a really unique experience. I'm excited to see you all there, hopefully meet in real life and, in, and you know, continue this conversation in this network. So great, great to meet you all. Great to hear from all of you um, and hope to see you there. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you guys all so much. Have a happy Friday. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care, everyone.